A long distance relationship, in my mind, is like the kiss of death. Uh. That's where we're at so far. <laughs> Just like trauma. To make things worse, two weeks after we broke up, he was like, here's my new girlfriend. He was cheating on me, right? Right? <laughs> I don't want to say yes, <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Welcome back to episode four of Leftover Thoughts. I'm John Ray. And I'm Sylvia. And big news, I finally saw Sylvia in person after like six months. She's having a little American moment with us. She's here. A little brief American moment. How are you feeling about it? Well, to start the episode, I feel really bad because actually we tried to record this episode like three weeks ago and I flat out missed it <laughs> because I was coming back from Taiwan. It was my first week back in New York and I had the worst jet lag and I woke up an hour and a half after this recording was supposed to happen. So I missed it completely. Yeah, we like literally just recorded an entire episode without you. It was leftover thoughts, but just me and Alina. <laughs> Yeah, but you have the cutest little puffy eyes. Like, I could tell that you you really needed that, that sleep for the, your jet lag. Yeah. So, yeah. don't worry about it. And also, for anyone who's, like, shocked, they're like, well, hold on, who's who's this third person? <laughs> yes, we have a guest today. Our first ever guest on Leftover Thoughts. Alina, why don't you introduce yourself? So, hi, Alina Ponick. I know Sylvia and John Ray from our former podcast with AZ Media at the moment. And so I was a reporter for them and I helped out with research and stuff like that. And so it's been like months since I've seen you guys like together in a in a room. Not even like in an, a person room. Like you still you guys are still my internet friends, which I love. <laughs> I need to see Sylvia in person so I could see how short she is. What the <laughs> <laughs> Why is that my reputation? I'm like not that short. She is kind of small, I'm gonna say. <laughs> what the? Wait, Alina, I heard that you're also kind of short on the shorter side. Wait, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm five foot four. Wait, you're like not that much taller than me. I always imagine you to have like tall person energy. I don't know. I feel like I'm a bad judge of it. Anywho, I'm not gonna expose Stacy, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm not the only short one. But Johnny, do you want to introduce what topic we're talking about today? Yeah, the very controversial topic of long-distance relationships. A big part of why we chose this is actually because, like, I've got questions. Would love to so talk to someone who has been through similar things. And before we continue our conversation, we're going to do a little excerpt or insert from the conversation that John Ray already had with Alina. Yeah, so me and Alina talked a little bit about past two relationships, which were actually both long-term relationships. So my name is Alina Ponick. I'm from Chicago, 25, no quarter-life crisis yet. Ooh. Okay, so you have been in a long-term relationship before, but you said you've been in two. Both were like the longest relationships of my life. So my first one started in high school, and then he was a year older than me. And so he went to college in Chicago, but I knew like for, right from the start, I did not want to do that. I wanted to spread my wings so we were together for four years. My first one, I'm like 19 years old. Imagine, John Ray. Like, have you, I've seen those memes now where it's like, why is the worst person you've ever known your boyfriend that you had at 19 years old? <laughs> I was like, whoop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so like just a sneak peek into like what a terrible person he was. He stopped talking to me for a month. I was like, wait, what? Like, why are you always busy all of a sudden? 
what is going on? And he was like, yeah, well, I thought this is a conversation we should have in person. <gasps> so my birthday is in October, right? So imagine he like saying happy birthday, saying that he loves me, like giving me presents, sending me food to my dorm. And then three weeks later, broke up with me in his car in front of my house. <gasps> An hour in, I'm trying to like dissect like what happened? Like what? Blah, 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 blah. Like we've been together for four years. Like when you're ne- like 18, 19 years old, you think that you're going to be with that person for the rest of your life if you're together for like four years, right? He goes, Alina, like we got to wrap this up. I have a concert that I got to go to. Oh my God. And then he ended it with insulting my mother. <gasps> uh, yeah. I hated his guts, like, after that. And (laughs) me being me, because I was like, oh, like, we had such a special bond. Like, one night can't overlook four years of, like, having such nice things. So I tried to be friends with him, but then I I ultimately just, like, blocked him on everything. So we haven't talked since. Oh, (laughs) the peace sign you threw up. First of all, that sounds... Traumatic? Yeah, traumatic. And also, like, the worst fake that, that I've ever heard of. Like, that sounds terrible, actually. Okay, but to backtrack, like, just a little bit, how long of that relationship were you long distance? Anytime I was in Ohio, that was, uh, like, long distance. So that's why I said a little under a year was long distance for that. So, like, I came home for the summer, and it was fine, but then I went back to school, and I think he even visited me. Like, he came to Ohio to visit me. Mm. And when you spend all of your time with one another, like being physical like and getting like that like cuddling like hugging like kissing like that's the best parts of a relationship and all of a sudden like that's just gone yeah and you have to like schedule your time to talk to each other when you're used to like hanging out every day after school Mm -hmm. it's rough especially when you're like a fresh teenager yeah so you definitely think that it got worse you would say after like after you went yeah yeah a long distance relationship in my mind is like the kiss of death like, ah. <laughs> that's where we're at so far you had a second long distance relationship after that right yeah so tell us a little bit about that one also traumatic <laughs> so, like, <laughs> just like trauma <laughs> yeah i mean there's a reason why i call it the kiss of death because like, right i feel like you have a really strong connection and you want to see what happens and if you mm. can survive that and so now i'm newly single and i'm trying to figure myself out And I'm still in college at this point and I fall in love with one of my friends, like in my friend circle. And so like even even more so, like what I thought I had was a close bond with my high school sweetheart. Like we spent all of our time together in the middle of nowhere. It's small campus. There's only 2000 kids at this school. The liberal arts love affair. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Us both sleeping on this like long uh, twin XL like every night. Like it bonds you. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, what ended up happening, we had a very different relationship than my high school sweetheart. It was full of like kindness and gentleness and affection, thought of others before he thought of himself. Pandemic happens, right? Because we're both 2020 grads. That's that's the end of our college career, right? 2020 grad forever. And I just remember my best friend, we were all talking in a circle, like our friend group, like, what are we going to do? Because like there was all those crazy rumors. I don't know if it happened at your college. But like literally, this is straight out of like a like a sci-fi movie. This girl who was our friend from Chicago, she was like, yeah, my stepfather works for the FBI. And he said that he heard from other people that they're closing state lines. So get out of Ohio while you still can. I remember that. Like I, we literally thought that like we were going to be like complete warfare, like 
Connecticut against like ha- New Hampshire, <laughs> like New Jersey versus New York. Like, yeah. So we're talking about what we're gonna do, knowing this information. And I was like, yeah, I have to, I have to go home. Like, I have to check on my parents. I have to be with my family. Hmm. And my college sweetheart is from Japan. Oh, yeah. So he's from Osaka, and he was like, yeah, I just like, I guess I'll go home. I, I don't know. Like, I think I was just like, maybe it was like the delusion, like maybe just like with the pandemic and everything else was going Denial, on. Denial, delusion, same thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but he actually did not go back to Japan, like for at least like a year and a oh. half. Like he stayed until his visa was up. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, it was a pandemic. So he was at first staying with a family member and then he ended up moving in with my said best friend Mm -hmm. and maybe this is like something that i regret is like maybe i should have just moved out of my parents house and went to go live with them but like i had a lot of other things going on in my life that just like i just feel too guilty like my mom was sick Mm -hmm. and things like that and like i was like not ready to live on my own and like i just feel so guilty leaving my parents because right because we all thought the world was going to end and stuff. And cultural stuff, yeah. I felt that too. I yeah. also did the same thing, actually. There's there's a whole lot of that. So, like, now I'm trying to, like, think back, like, what I could have done better. Like, now that I'm recounting it. <laughs> but I just remember the turning point was he came to visit me in Chicago, right? And we're sitting mm. in my backyard. And I was just like, my last long-distance relationship traumatized me. I cannot go through that again. Because... When a long distance relationship ends, like it's just so painful because like it's not you can see it coming. It's like you're kind of like, oh, he's not talking to me. It must be because he's busy. Like you always start Mm. like making yourself like you make it up excuses for them. And Mm. you're like, don't know if you're going crazy or not Mm -hmm. or if it's like them or if it's you. Mm -hmm. You don't know if it's like just because you're now in two different places or if you're in two different places, literally in life. Um, like, and so I'm trying to explain to him this. Yeah. And I'm like, I want us to be friends for the rest of our lives. Cause that's how we started out. Mm. And I don't want this to be like, I don't want us to go through the kiss of death. Like what inspired you to actually knock it on the head? Us saying goodbye. Like, cause I was like our last. Cause he, you kind of knew. Yeah. So like he was leaving for Japan, like in two weeks. Oh, so you broke it up before. Oh. I tried to, John Ray. That's where I'm going with this story. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, so like I'm crying in my backyard, sobbing. And I'm just like, cool, like, let's do this. This is painful, but we'll do it. And he's just like, like emotionless. And I think he was just in denial also. Because like, I think he even said himself, like, he was like, yeah, like, I don't have emotions, which is just like, Boy, you need therapy? (laughs) Sorry, that's like a classic, like, straight male thing. I've heard that from my friends plenty of times. Yeah. Right. He's a bottlenecker for the (laughs) emotions. (laughs) Like, they're going to come out at some point, but we don't know when. (laughs) And so a series of horrible things happened to me, like, in 2021. Like, my family member passes away. And, like, shortly after, he leaves for Japan. And she was, like, my second mother. And so mm. it was horrible. And so... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what he told me was, like, he was, like, you're going through such a hard time. I didn't want to revisit, like, that conversation. So we just, like, continued as normal. 
Like, and that's how I got into a long distance relationship yet again. And so imagine, John Ray, I'm doing this podcast with you guys. <laughs> I'm working my first news job and it's like a third shift and on the weekends while also working a full-time nonprofit job. So I have like three things on my plate oh my while God. also trying to take care of my sick mother. And I was just like in trauma mode. And so obviously I buried myself into work. And so like, I think that also contributed to like our relationship, our romantic relationship not working out. Cause like mm. he needed more from me. And I admit like, I just didn't have any more to give. And so by May, like we were just like completely different people, like how we were acting towards each other, not in a bad way, but it was just like filled with like awkward silences and mm. like, so he's in Japan, that's a 15 hour difference depending on <laughs> depending on whether or not there's daylight savings. And so the only time we could talk to each other was at night mm -hmm. or when I woke up immediately in the morning. It was rough. So would you say it was a bit of like a slow death, this one? Yeah. 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 That's that's what happened, John, right? <laughs> like it was not good. I would not recommend anybody <laughs> to be in a long distance <laughs> relationship. That's my final verdict. Lots of cons. Okay. But... So on the flip side, my friend who is in a polyamorous long distance relationship loves it because it's like a little bit more lower stakes. She can just she can just like check in and she kind of named it a month long of experiences and a highlight reel. And it was like a fun like little thing, like just like checking in. And because they're polyamorous, they have like more serious lovers. But like it's yeah. fun to keep that. Like, did you find that? filtered into like your relationship at all like do you feel like you were able to like it was fun to like check in or do you feel like it was always painful <laughs> it was always painful because i mean like mm. i feel like with polyamory like you create boundaries and you have to have strong communication and we had neither right mm. and so and i'm in a really bad place in life and he doesn't have emotions so he doesn't know how to deal <laughs> with all of mine right yeah. So, like, I'm so glad that your friend had a good experience with it. Like, that's how it should be. But, uh -huh. like, you have to build up to it. Like, you have to, like, have all these things set in place. And you have to be mature, too. Like, mm. not say like we both were too immature to be in a long-distance relationship like that. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I think. He might disagree. When he was in Japan and when you were here, did you ever have, like, a a distant understanding of when you would see each other again or was it always was it just kind of like you have no idea well like it's the pandemic right yeah so like borders are closed his visa ended like that's why he left so there's mm -hmm. and i was like talking to him and i was like so do you ever want to come back to the u.s like just desperately trying to figure out a way to make this feel like it's worth it in the end and he was just like no alina i could never see myself coming back to america again yeah and so all of my friends... That's pretty final. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't see it like that. Like, he was like, why can't we have a relationship? He he just never had any plans that made sense for me to follow him anywhere. So I, I don't know if that's what he was thinking, but uh -huh. that's that's kind of the vibes that I got. Like, the thing that made it such a slow death was, like, the only thing that was making me hang on is because I loved him. Like, I... Mm. I felt this like genuine, unique connection to him that I didn't think I would find anywhere else, mm -hmm. which I would like to say for the record, I feel like that's not true. Like, I think as I get older, like you have different connections with other people. And I just wish that someone had told me that, you know, right. like, 
your boyfriend is not going to be the only one that makes you feel like that forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Snaps to that. <laughs> if you feel like the long distance isn't helping and there's no plan in sight, like you're just kind of dragging something along. And is that feeding you? And if it's not, like. Exactly. Like if you're even questioning it at this point, like it's time to cut it off, baby. But another thing my friend said too was um, she kind of liked how when they were saying goodbye and like mm-hmm. she was going back to the U.S. and he was staying wherever he was, mm-hmm. like it made the last few days more intense. And like mm-hmm. she was like, in a way, it was beautiful, but also really sad. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think I've definitely experienced that especially with my high school sweetheart because like whenever he'd come to visit me I mean everything's more dramatic in high school too yeah yeah (laughs) right so like it was my first time being independent and like he'd come to visit me for two to three days we'd have to make the most of those so I know exactly what they're talking about like 100% makes sense like because you have to mush what six months of like being apart into two to three days And, like, really figure out what you want to do, what you want to express, like, things that Mm -hmm. you want to do. And so, like, ultimately, it's just, like, you have no bars held back, like, just fun and, like, talking with each other and just, like, completely focused on one another, which is, like, and can you tell, like, my love language is quality time? So, like. (laughs) (laughs) So, two long-distance relationships (laughs) did not serve you well. Right. So, like. I, I would live like that. That's what sustains long distance relationships is like those two to three days that you get with one another. Yeah. But to add to the conversation, do you feel like how was fighting in a long distance relationship? Like, what was that like? Was it like over text? Was it over FaceTime? Or was it just like passive aggressive, like silence? I would say more passive aggressive silence. Mm-hmm. Like, so like my approach to the relationships are always being honest and candid at all times. Like, that's what mm-hmm. I value most. Like, loyalty and honesty like always come first for me like above my own feelings so i will like hurt i've hurt my feelings many times just trying to get to the truth so like true journalist at heart (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i feel like i'm in a therapy session now john right like you kind of rocked my world with that one sorry i didn't mean to read you like that yeah but i guess like it would it would be like passive aggression right i would always confront it right away as soon as i saw a problem but like I don't know. During like long distance relationships, there's not a lot to fight about because like, mm. like you're just doing your own thing. Like you're leading two separate lives. Like what is there to fight about? Right. Like the only thing that we would fight about probably is like, you're not making time for me. And I'd be like, sorry, <laughs> like I have this, this and this going on. Like, I really like you. I'm not trying to avoid you. For sure. Well, I wouldn't wish the kiss of death on anyone either after hearing about your experiences with it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, at 19, I feel like you haven't experienced life ever. And so like, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that go into that. Like, I wouldn't recommend at all. Like, do not if you're going away for college, like do not stay in a relationship with your high school sweetheart. Like, don't don't do that. So many people have done that. Right? Yeah. And so like I literally can know one person off of my mind that like out of hundreds because my my school had thousands. So I literally had hundreds of people who I knew did that and maybe one. So that's a 1% <laughs> success rate. 1% success rate, right. <laughs> I think like what is super key is like you have to have days where you know that you're going to see one another 
and you know that it's going to end at some point. Mm-hmm. And like for my college relationship, that just like never appeared. And so I, we had to cut it off. I mean, but like good news is, is that like me and my college sweetheart still talk mm-hmm. like we not as much as like it was before. So like we would talk every day, twice a day, like once we woke up and once we went to sleep. Aww. So we went from there to now talking like once a month. But like at least we're still in contact with one another. That sounds like a pretty healthy relationship if you ask me. Right. Yeah. Friendship. Friendship. Yeah. You know, I don't talk to my other ex. So like this is my first I'm... time being friends with my ex. So <laughs> it's going well so far. I'm glad that you don't talk to the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, to make things worse, John, right? To make things worse. Two weeks after we broke up, he was like, here's my new girlfriend. So he was like, he was cheating on me, right? Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say yes. But um, <laughs> who does that? I think the first reaction for me is just that, like, thank you, Alina, for being vulnerable and sharing your experience. And even hearing from it, you might not know, but I just, a lot of my friends and also me currently in long distance relationship resonate so hard with some of the things you say. And it's just a story that I think a lot of people can relate to. Yeah. I think I've heard that from a couple people now, which kind of surprised me. Sylvia, I'm interested, like what stuck out to you in particular? I think one of the biggest things is that COVID really messed with a lot of people's relationships. Oh, definitely. And nobody really entered a relationship being like, I want to be hundreds of miles away from my significant other. It's kind of something that just happens. And I could tell how hard it was for you being forced into one that you didn't really necessarily choose and not having kind of an end to it in the ways or not having control over that, I think seemed like I could tell was really hard. Yeah. So we did a quick poll on my Instagram story. And the question we asked was, do long distance relationships work? And people can choose a multiple choice, yes or no. And then we had a little lo- short response that said, why and who hurt you with the eye emojis? And this has to be one of the most controversial polls we had yet so far. It was like a pretty 50-50 split. 53% said, yes, long distance relationships work. And 47% said, nah, it doesn't work. I guess before we move on to some of the short responses, like, any reaction to that? Did, would you Were you guys expecting such split results? Were you, I don't know. What did you guys predict when we put out the poll? I thought it was all just going to be no. Based <laughs> off of my experience. So. Yeah, well, I think it probably depends on circumstances. Because, wait, Sylvia, actually, you're in a long-distance relationship. And it seems to be working, right? I would say so. And so, what do you do to keep that spark alive? I think consistency is very important. Uh, we always figure out the time difference and find time to talk to each other as often as we can just to check Mm -hmm. in even if it's just a short call to update each other on each other's days and i think we try to have activities planned too so being able to have virtual dates if possible watching a show together binging a show together playing the switch together sometimes i do suggest that we have a meal together where i just like get some food and then we kind of have a mukbang where i just like eat my food in front of him where he like eats his food in front of me mukbang action that's cute but the biggest thing is probably 
planning the next time we'll see each other. <laughs> and mm. it's a tip that I learned from Jen M back in the day when she was having a long distance relationship with Ben, where you gotta have something to look forward to. So I'm currently in Taiwan, but my partner, he's in New York. Thankfully, we had like the financial means and also just like the borders were open where he could come visit me during the time of our anniversary. And we spent like quite a long time together and just had the most fun. And I think that really like sustained and like, ease any tension and like yearning of the past few months and then we had a plan of me coming back for the holidays and that's what I am doing right now and I think just breaks for us to you know be a normal couple for a little bit is very important and then knowing why we're doing this because mm. my long distance in a way is a little different where it's something that I knew this um, trip back to Taiwan was something I wanted to do before we started dating. So when we were dating, we had this conversation about this is something that's going to come up. And he was so supportive and excited. And it really made this relationship work and this long distance relationship work. But but do you feel like there's something about Andrew and something about you? Or do you think there were qualities inherent to your personalities that helped you succeed in your relationship? I think so. I think both of us are pretty self-reflective and have a mutual understanding that at the end of the day, we're not going to make each other happy if we're upset. We can mm -hmm. console each other, support each other, but being happy and content is something that needed to come from internally and something that we have to be able to provide for ourselves before you know, seeking that support. So then when things really go wrong or some one of us is feeling especially upset, it won't kind of... Like a certain maturity. I feel like that's kind of a loaded word, but I think we had practice <laughs> of being able to regulate our emotions in this relationship where it doesn't end up becoming like kind of codependent. Yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of reminds me of something that Alina said because she said that there's some criteria that's important to make a long-distance relationship work between two people. And she said it has a lot to do with maturity. I think it just definitely requires someone to understand what you're doing why you're doing it and like clear communication and boundaries which is what i think we talked about a little bit it's like there's a maturity that needs to be associated with a long distance relationship and that's why i think a lot of people our age like don't have a successful long distance relationship because we're just not mature enough yet for it but i guess like alina what does that maturity look like do you what do you think it looks like i think number one communication like I think that's really just it is like you need to understand that that person's not going to always be there like for you and that's hard because like for a relationship to work like that's the number one thing that you're relying on is that you're going to be there for one another but like that's that's what a relationship is to me like that's my criteria is that I should be able to talk to you about anything and if you're not available like that makes it harder and so that makes the long distance relationship complicated and so you need to have that maturity to understand that that person that might not be there for you but in their heart they're there for you mm. but you know sometimes even that doesn't happen and so like how do you talk about that and so like talking about conflicts when you're not in the same room with each other requires mm. like immense maturity because you have to be mm. like uber commutative because you can't see their face sometimes you're talking on the phone you don't know what's going on in their day you don't know what kind of mood they're in and so you're just kind of like you have to be super clear about what you're heading into 
and what you're going to expect and what you need. And so it, it kind of requires a vulnerability too to understand your own needs and their needs. And so it's just like a lot of things that are just above my head as a 25 year old. I think Alina's giving herself too little credit here. I hear a lot of wisdom coming off of her. And, and this got me thinking that it's okay if we don't have it figured out in our 20s. Like now is the time to work on that emotional maturity. Like mm. every relationship you go through, whether it be a you know romantic relationship or just friendships or you know relationships with parents, help train us to figure out like what exactly do we need and how do we want to be loved and what are the forms of relationship that really works for us. I think we're just on our journey to gain more wisdom day by day. Yes, so you tell them. Uh, thank you so much, Alina, for being our first guest on the show. We really appreciated hearing your perspective. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to really relate to um, what you went through. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leftover Thoughts. To be part of future polls, you can follow me on Instagram at silly underscore Sylvia, silly with a Y, and John Ray Serapio at John Ray Serapio. We love it if you can leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. Special thanks to Alina and Stacey Wong. Thanks, and we'll chat soon. Bye.